Hello everyone and welcome to the first actual episode of the In the Blue Paint podcast. Now I know it's been a little bit since I got the trailer out. I think it's been about a month, but I finally got an actual recording microphone ready to go. And I've been playing this for a little bit and I did the first episode with just a headset. And to be perfectly honest, it sounds garbage and that trailer is probably not going to be out for very long. But I was using it to get everything set up with Apple and Spotify and all that junk, you know. So I finally get a Blue Yeti microphone and a pop filter to start recording this. And by the time I actually do, we have no hockey. It has been completely shut down by this new variant of COVID. Um, News has been a little dry, if I'm being perfectly honest. We've had just about nothing. But, you know, as I get the microphone unboxed, I get the pop filter up. Um, We have news breaking. And thank goodness, because I need something to talk about today. Because it's been, like I said, it's been a really dry week for the sport. Um, The NHL and the NHL Players Association just announced some temporary changes to the CBA, or the Collective Bargaining Agreement, if you're unfamiliar with it. I want to pull it up. So they're bringing back taxi squads. Um from last season and those were great it kept a season that probably shouldn't have happened running um allowed teams you know emergency call-ups and all kinds of player movement to make the whole season that like i said shouldn't have run run and we got a bubble stanley cup out of it i believe it went into that yeah there's taxi squads last year so we got you know the the bubble cup or the COVID cup they called it and then last year's both going to the lightning but uh, that's back um thank goodness it's back because we're really limping through here it's December 26th today happy boxing day to Canadians uh Kwanzaa to some people um and thank goodness um so it looks they were I think they announced it was going to start back up yes or tomorrow was the original plan because we normally have the Christmas break, but we really limped into the Christmas break. I think the last game was Tampa Vegas a few days ago, and even that getting to that game felt like the Jamaican bobsled team walking the sled over the finish line, as Steve Dangle said. Um, but we are looking to have games on the 28th. We have more cancellations since. Uh, Forget the exact number, but if I think Kyle Dubas said there's like 20 Maple Leafs that have tested positive at this point. So they are struggling at the moment. I think I read today that John Tavares is back on the ice, and Spezza should be, and Simmons. But they're limping. They had a game against Pittsburgh scheduled on 28th. And then there are two other games. Let me just pull them up real quick. That got canceled, or I guess postponed second uh sorry about the delay gotta find it here you go so it looks like a game between columbus and chicago on the 28th of us has been postponed pittsburgh and toronto and then boston ottawa on the 29th um but the rest of the game scheduled to start on the 28th are still good to go if we make it through this season on time We're definitely going to finish the season. It it will be dumb for the National Hockey League to not. But if we make it through the season with a full 82 games, Gary Bettman has prolonged his career. 
as the commissioner of the National Hockey League because we're really, really struggling to make it through at the moment. Um, there's a really interesting tweet from Alan Walsh, uh, player agent. Uh, the exact tweet is surreal scenes playing outside NHL practice rings right now with players going inside to get PCR tested. Those are your real rapid tests. And then going back into their cars in the parking lot and awaiting results. This league is in complete turmoil at the moment. Everyone is testing positive and it doesn't seem like any team really has an answer. Um, it's bad. It is when the league shut down in 2020. Oh my gosh, it's been so long ago. I'm struggling with the year. 2020, we didn't have any negative tests when it put, and that was, of course, when COVID first shut down. It was more precautionary. But since the COVID pandemic, we have never seen outbreaks like this. It is teams are shutting down. Calgary at one point had 20 people on the COVID list. And that was before it got really bad. So they had an entire starting lineup, essentially, unable to play. And we are here desperately trying to make it work. Uh, And in the past few days, we've heard that the Olympics has been canceled, which is a real shame because it feels like it's been an absolute eternity. I do not even remember watching Sidney Crosby play in Sochi in 2014. Uh, so we're still stuck with Chris Kunitz being the last NHL player to score a goal in the Olympics. Now, seven years ago. Um, but now, interestingly, what that's going to do is not having the Olympics. It's having this, I believe it's three-week break in the season. And so I've seen two different schools of thought on this, really. It's could we either fill that with games or let all the teams get healthy? And the question is definitely in the middle of those two options. Because the last, like, we're working with 32 venues now. And if you live near one of these venues, you know they're usually being used every single night. You know, yeah. the they share their facilities with another team. I live in Texas, so you have the Stars and the uh, the Mavericks sharing an arena. And you got... Philadelphia, uh, the Flyers share theirs with the 76ers, and then you also have concerts in these venues all the time. So it's not like they're just sitting vacant for three weeks. Um, and the NHL probably has to get some of these games done in that time to get this done um, if they want to avoid the shutting the whole season down early. It's really an interesting predicament because um, I don't think we've seen anything like this that, like, hey, we have – X amount of time to finish the season, and then we have X plus X games left. Um, and those don't fit in that time frame in a safe manner. Um, I remember Steve Dangle said in his podcast that he's really afraid that what was already an extremely condensed season is about to get quite a bit more condensed. And it's about to get a lot more exhausting. You're going to see injuries. Um, <laughs> you're going to see the... You're going to see positive, positive, wow, positive COVID cases. Those are naturally going to happen this year, unfortunately. You know, the whole exact same. We're doing what we can, but we're going to see them. The solution is 100% not canceling. I've seen so many people try to say that. Um, trust me when I say this, I'm, I'm 19, so I'm not too, too far away from these players and ages. Um, 
the last thing you want to do is tell these 20 something year olds with millions and millions of dollars is okay the team is shutting down for three weeks can you please stay inside for those three weeks and not get sick and not be around people that's the absolute last thing they're gonna do the safest place for these guys to be right now is with their teams and squads whether that's american hockey league Canadian Hockey League, National Hockey League. They are most safe with their teams, with their coaches, with their fellow teammates, where they can be controlled what honestly feels like 20 hour, 24 hours a day. Um, so, of course, I naturally decided to start recording a podcast in the middle of the time where there's no actual hockey going on. Um, that's on me for not having a proper recording system and releasing a trailer when I did. Um, but today's episode is going to be a bit shorter. Of course, you know, not real news to talk about. It's really just speculation of what's going to happen over the next few weeks. Um, but I did want to do a mid-season. If it's not really mid-season, let's see what the team with the most games is. We got 32. Yeah, so no no teams played above 32 games. So about 10 short of the halfway point. Of course, we got Tampa at first. 44 points in 30 games played, 26 and 4. They are good, and I don't know why they're still good. They are 98 goals for, 80 against, uh, for a plus 18. Every time we go into a season, it is the Lightning are finally going to be bad this year. And every year, they prove us wrong in some stupid manner. And I'm just kind of sick of it. Uh, second place with Hurricanes. Um, I don't trust them for some reason. I just... They are... Remind me for some reason of like the Capitals of like four or five years ago. Where they are so close to being just this menace. And there's just something missing. And they just... They've come so close. Would they make the Eastern Conference Final a few years ago? Yeah, I think they did. They play against Ball. No, they made the second round because they played uh, Boston played New York. I think. I don't know. They made the second round, third round a few years ago. But they're just one thing, and I don't know what it is because their team on that defense that they have is ridiculous. That Carolina is carrying every night, and their forward court it's young, it's exciting. They're selling tickets. It's a fun brand. Rod the Bod Brenda Mark is an absolutely fantastic coach. That is Jack Adams candidate every single year he's there, especially with such a young team. They're fascinating to watch, but for some reason I just don't trust them. Um, third place you got Washington. Another team that I swear every year. I even say to myself, it's not even that I read it. I say to myself, they're finally gonna be bad. Alex Ovechkin cannot keep playing like he's playing NHL 22 on rookie mode every single year. On the power play, at some point he's going to slow down. And you know what he hasn't done? Slow down. A plus 27 goal differential for the team. 43 points. Tied with Carolina. Two games. Played two more games. 18-16-7. Pretty good. Um, 9-3-4 at home. Very good. 9-3-3 away. They're very consistent. Um, not too great in the last 10, though. 5-3-2. Could be better. Um... But again, why are they still good? And they're missing Kuznetsov, weren't they? Yeah, and they're out. Oshi, 
They are in their goaltending since Holtby left has been a little inconsistent. They've been trying their best, but you know, I, I saw Vichek Vanchak play when he was with the Hershey Bears, and, and he's a good goalie, but he's not a starter. And then next in fourth place, for some reason, the team that is always perennially going to be good for some reason. And will they win a playoff round? The Toronto Maple Leafs, 30 games played, tied with Tampa, and games played only two points behind of the league lead, boys. 28-2 for the Leafs, a plus-22 goal differential, 12-4-1 at home. Guys, is it the year that the Leafs finally do something? Probably not. I'm a Leafs fan, so... Chances are we're going to get bounced by who's it going to be this year? Florida, Boston, doesn't matter. It's going to be in seven games, and it's really going to hurt again. Unless, for some reason, what was their additions? This Nick Ritchie, Andre Kasha, David Camp is going to fix every problem the Leafs have had for what? Since 2017. And just, uh, 2017's cap. It's against the caps. 2018, they're going to fix there. We don't like playing in the playoffs. Um... Yeah, sure, we'll do the top five. Then I want to sing. Rangers, for some reason, in fifth, could not tell you a single thing about the Rangers' season. Quite quiet. 19-7-4, 42 points, tied with the Leafs. Um, let's see, uh, plus nine goal difference. That is much lower than everyone else. What are you doing, Rangers? Wait, you have third in the Metro? Adam Fox has got to be having a year. You know, it looks like Cap- uh, Capo is having a good season, too. Look at your stats. 33 points for Panarin in 29 games. Hell of a season for him. Only nine goals, though. 24 assists. Yeah, Adam Fox. Five goals, 26 assists in 30 games, averaging 24-39 a night. Ooh, 13 assists on the power play. That'll help. 58 shots in the point, 8.6 shooting percentage. That's a hell of a season from Adam Fox. That might be another look at another um, Norris. That's a hell of a season. He's really putting the team on his back more than Panarin, for sure. See some other notable additions. Should we talk about the Coyotes? Coyotes are bad. Moving on. Um, no, that team, negative 53. 109 goals against 56 goals for. They are so bad. 6, 21, and 2. 14 points, 29 games. Luckily, they, it, that's actually a major improvement. What They were on pace for 7 wins at one point this season. They were abysmal. And they finally put it together a little bit. Pittsburgh um, started off extremely inconsistent. For some reason, they're good now, I guess. I forget how many wins in a row it is exactly now, but they're up to 17. They were losing record at one point this season. Wow. 17, 8, and 5 in 30 games played. It's 39 points. Plus 15 goal differential. 91 goals worse. 76 against, though. Uh, oh, here he is. Seven in a row. Um, and that's with Sidney Crosby having, I'm going to say it, a quiet start. Now the man's been on the COVID list. He's injuries and everything. But, like, he's been good. But the... Crosby versus McDavid debate that, for some reason, I made in my head is a little hungover. He's just not what he used to be. He's still amazing. He's still the best player in the Penguins, by far and away. 
But and and he's having a quieter season. No Malkin, too. I forgot about that. I think they wouldn't appear to fight with Tang. And there's 17 five. That's eight five and two. Seven two and one in the last ten, including seven in a row. I don't think they will, but don't give, don't bet against Pittsburgh Penguins at any point during the season. I do not care how sick they get. I don't care how beaten up. I don't care if they roll out with the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton Penguins one night. Do not bet against that team. They are what the Toronto Maple Leafs should aspire to be. There is winning DNA in every single player. Interwoven, this winning DNA interwoven in every single player in that organization from Pittsburgh in the NHL to Wilkes-Barre in the AHL, all the way down to Wheeling in the ECHL. As soon as you sign a contract with any of those teams, minor league, two-way, one-way, I don't care. You have DNA interwoven in you to make winners. And the fact that Mike Sullivan has not won a Jack Adams for his work with that team is an abomination by the NHL's writing association, if that is an award that they vote for. I'm pretty sure it is, but... The man is essentially coaching Coffins to be a playoff threat. Where are they at in their division? Let me pull that up. Not fourth. So just sitting up just outside, but they in a wild card spot. Let me check that. Yeah, so they have the first wild card spot above Detroit. Oh my gosh, they're six points up though on Detroit in that second wild card spot. Good for Detroit though. 15-13-3, so um Technically above 500, but not really. You know, 15, 16, if you throw the overtime losses and losses together, but they good for them. Young team putting it together. Oh, Boston sitting outside of playoff spots. Thank goodness. At least might not have to play in this year. They'll definitely have to play Florida at Tampa, though. So, you know, not having to play Boston will take with a grain of salt. At least not Montreal, who is bad. They are done. 17, 21, and 3, 17 points in 31 games. 2-11 and 2 away, 5-10 at home, neither good, 67 goals for 109 against negative 42 goal differential. For reference, the team in front of them in the standings, the Ottawa Senators, negative 22. Montreal. Let's, let's talk about them for a second. What the hell happened there? We, like, I get the whole... Glimpse of luck, not glimpse, stroke of luck that somehow happened in last year's place. For some reason, you played three playoff rounds in a row against teams without their number one center. That will never happen again. It hasn't happened before. Will never happen again in the history of the National Hockey League. Tavares, Shifley, and then who went out for Vegas? Is it Chandler Stevenson? I think so. Whoever it was. That will never happen again. In, in reality, they got their asses handed to them in the cup final, which is rightfully so. Tampa was a much better team. But even then, Montreal, you guys were good. Like, at least, like, serviceable. Even in the I mean, you were in the Canadian division, which makes it a little skewed. But what the hell? I mean, like, even to be a mid-pack team, like, I wasn't expecting it to be great this year. But negative 42 at Christmas? That is no wonder everyone is leaving Montreal. It is a mess of an organization. I still haven't listened to the Agent Provocateur episode with Max Pacioretty, where he apparently he goes into detail about playing for the Canadians. 
I feel like that would shed some light onto what it's like playing for a bad Canadian team because a lot of it seems to be in their heads. That's a team... Oh, they did lose Cocky Nanny, though. But, like, you have um, Cole Caulfield, who you can't decide if he's an NHL player or an NHL player for some reason. But he's extremely good. Nick Suzuki, these are good players. I mean, you don't have Weber, though. Price, I don't think, has played. But even then... Like, you can't show me the lineups between Ottawa and Montreal and tell me that Ottawa is 22 goals better in differential. You can't. And the Highlanders, too. Yo, Buffalo is not last. The three teams behind them should be embarrassed, especially New York. I get that that, like, weird starting the season, playing every game away, whatever, that sucks. Third from the bottom in your conference is not good enough. Um, so I think, unfortunately, that's going to be all the time we have for today. I'm hoping to get a new episode out. Um, we're going to start with Sundays and see how it goes. Um, what you know, I'm going to be working with BackSportsPage.com. I'm going to be writing them for them. I plan on also having them help me with my podcast of it and getting this off the ground. I'm really excited for that. And the opportunities that working for that network is going to give me and give me a bit more of a platform, a bit more of an audience here to work with. Um, But I want to thank you all for listening today. And please hit that subscribe button. Tell everyone you know about the In the Blue Paint podcast or whatever we're going to do with this. And again, thank you for listening and have a good week.